when Fenty Skin came out, like they sent me the PR and I was like, I'm cool, I got the PR. And then I was like, wait, this stuff has a lot of fragrance. Like I was, okay. it was making it break out really oh, bad. Really? Like the perfer- perfume, yeah. So I like could not share anything about it. And then when I shared it to TikTok, no one was interested because it's outside their price range. So I was like, oh, whatever, Fenty Skin. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, how's your week been? It's been an interesting one for me. Um, I was sick last week and this week my MacBook got sick. I had to take it to the Apple store and I had to leave it there for three to five days. I was like breaking out into a sweat because I have so much work on, but then I thought, you know what? I'll take these couple of days to just focus on prepping for the podcast and using pen and paper for my notes and my phone. So anyway, it's time for me to introduce this week's guest. Born in Brooklyn, New York, Sarah Novio is a beauty content creator, a full-time one based in Florida. She's amazing on TikTok. And this week, I think she had her third video that's had over a million views. She also has an Instagram where she shares, I think, at least three times a week. And she's got a YouTube channel, which is kind of where she is a bit more chatty, talks about the products that she's trying and shares her skincare. In this episode, I really want to find out from Sarah how she grew to love makeup, like what, because she has such a creative style. I really wanted to find out what inspired her to get into makeup. I also wanted to ask her how she kind of, has a schedule of like the TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and how she's able to be so great on TikTok, to be honest, because it's something I still haven't got my head around. I also want to find out if you check out Sarah on Instagram at Sarah underscore Novio, you'll see that she has these beautiful tattoos. So I really want to find out what those tattoos mean to Sarah. Let me know what you think and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Beauty Me podcast. My name's Sharice Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time, I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me, it's all about beauty without the BS. First thing for me, Sarah, is always daily routine. And when I mean daily, I mean from the minute you open your eyes, I want to know everything from skincare, rituals, whatever it is. So you open your eyes. What's the first thing you do? Um, so caffeine is like a big part of my routine. So, so like preface that like coffee usually comes first. And then I've now been showering like at night type of thing now that the weather is getting a little bit colder and I don't know I get a little bit more careless about my hair maintenance so I usually do the shower part at night so I usually wash my face with water type of thing and then my whole view routine is with coffee and some music playing because I really like to see my beauty routine as a kind of a form of therapy for me like I could take forever. Like I'll wake up earlier before I go to something or like start working. But my beauty routine is like where I center myself. So I wash my face with water, usually do moisturizer, sunscreen, and then usually like a very slow down 
kind of like put on my makeup but not like i i don't usually do like a full glam ever mm-hmm. but oh even my if god I'm doing some, some of you are like oh full glam <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i guess like like very high coverage stuff like i right. think that's really cool to watch for entertainment but i'm never like doing mm-hmm. the whole like high coverage foundation fake eyelashes but even with my toned down style i'm like I, I could take like an hour in the bathroom with like a podcast playing with my coffee. So. Same. That's, that's usually how I sleep. Like, <laughs> I, that's how I got ready <laughs> to talk time. to you, even though it's, you know, we have a big time difference between us. Well, five hours or so. It's like six o'clock here. When I knew I was going to talk to you, I was like, okay, at 4.30, I'm going to start doing my makeup. I'm going to put on, there was a live I'd wanted to watch on Instagram about wellness. So I was mm-hmm. like, put that on. So it's like people talking around me. And just start doing my makeup. Um, And I don't know if you listen to the episode with Katie Jane Hughes, the makeup artist. She said exactly the same thing. She said makeup is... Yes, I did listen to that. Yeah. And yeah, I do find it. I mean, I know she has like a lot of followers and whatever, but it's always so fascinating to hear someone like her just see makeup as like a normal thing to do that like makes you feel good. It's not this job for her so I really like I like hearing her point of view yeah so many people like that it was mad like the amount of people that said yeah actually it is my meditation and it's actually got me through some hard times because it's that one part of the day for some people it might be the only part of that day where it's just about them and it doesn't matter what the end result is Earlier you said when you wake up in the morning you wash your face with water now I've watched a few of your skincare videos Um, (laughs) and I just wanted to say um find out if that's like is it every day just water or will it depend what you did the night before or you very sort of is it just water and then you'll look at what your skin needs um so my skin is very sensitive so if I cleanse my face twice a day every day it usually feels kind of stripped even in the summer um so if I exercise in the morning, like definitely cleansing in the morning, but sometimes it's really not necessary for me to like do the full cleanser mm-hmm. and the whole skincare bit. But like, I know everyone's all about the 10 step skincare thing, mm-hmm. but for someone like me that has really sensitive skin and being someone that has a somewhat platform on the internet, I like to promote that if your skin does not react in a way that a lot of influencers react well to then just take it away from your routine mm-hmm. and this kind of like more simple skincare routine has made my skin feel so good so I mean like I first heard the water cleanse through like models that like talk about their skincare and I was like wow why didn't I think of that like my skin always felt so dry mm-hmm. so it just kind of slowly became something that was part of my routine. How long ago did you because it seems like a really chilled approach. Like, you know, your approach to makeup is one thing I've loved is you don't put all the fake lashes on. You don't do the the, the baking and this and that. And it seems like mm-hmm. your skincare is just as kind of unstructured. Is that something that you have always done or did you grow into that kind of style? I think it started out more chill because I, I think I was always more makeup focused and then I realized, oh, skincare actually makes your makeup look better. And then 
I think about two years ago, I was adding on like the, the essences, toners, serums, because I was so, I mean, the K-beauty scene is like really cool. They're ahead of our time and whatnot. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was all about that. And then over a year ago, my skin started breaking out from stress and just like in like areas I don't normally break out, like right. around my oh, mouth. That's and stress. So like be on Instagram and like have like all these racks around my mouth. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? So mm-hmm. I was just reaching out to all of my skincare friends and makeup artist people. I'm like, please help me. I'm desperate. Mm-hmm. And they basically said, just take away anything like take out one thing out of your routine and see what happens and what happened from like slowly eliminating things out of my routine I realized my skin was happier with me and how I was treating it and then things like sleep and water and eating well and being happy I think all that is just as important as the the products that Mm. you use Mm. because I feel like a lot of my skincare problems were from stress and just worrying all the time and I, I really believe that both of those things together made made my skin feel the best so that's why I'm not like so heavy on these skincare mm, things mm. I feel like a lot of times they're just selling you a thing that yeah. you might not need no so. um <laughs> I've I learned a few things since watching you and I've I've gradually because I've done all the you know like the salicylic and, and the the AHAs, the BHAs, and the retinol, and da da da. And I started to question. I was like, maybe I've got sensitive skin because these things don't t- seem to do the same things for me that they do for all those glossy, glowy like Instagram influencers. Um, yeah, you know, some people can take it. Like they can take a lot of things because they know like what other products come back. Mm, but if mm. you have sensitive skin, it's already too much. It's like, oh my god, that one thing I'm like racking already. Yeah, I don't know. It's like like, dry and like burning here. And I'm like, but it was just a a cleanser. Do you know what I mean? But I know, right? You're like, it's only 10%. Why is it burning? Oh my God. Like, it actually is a lot. It can get crazy. (laughs) But thanks for the heads up because I used to use the ordinary BHA. You called it, I think you were like the blood, whatever, the one that looks like blood on your face. it's called the peeling solution but yeah. i saw it on tiktok as the bloody mess it just <laughs> really looks that way <laughs> yeah it's just i i used it and i was like well i've got to use the whole bottle before i know you know that it's working but you said something about if you have melanin in your skin it's actually not the best for you and i know so many people that don't don't know that so that's one thing i wanted to right. share through this how did you find that out I found an esthetician that um, I think she's mixed Asian and other things, but she has my skin tone. Okay. So if I, so it was, I realized that the internet does not highlight women of color in the esthetician field. It's, I mean, I love Hiram, but it's like yeah. guys, guys that are like him in his skin tone range. So when I saw that video and saw that she was a certified esthetician and she's saying, you have melanin in your skin, stop. It's too harsh for you. I was like, okay, this is why it was burning. This is why it like, <laughs> didn't give me any results. I thought there was something wrong with me. Because like you said, you like to test things out for a while before you can make a judgment on mm-hmm. it. So I'm testing it out and I'm like breaking out and 
like my skin was kind of burning and I'm like, am I supposed to like this? Like everyone else. And then mm-hmm. I, I was like, that was a clear no. <laughs> if it hurts, <laughs> if it doesn't work, just stop. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was how I found that out. So TikTok has helped me learn a lot. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. So I definitely want to talk about your, like, congrats on a third video getting like a million views. That's so cool. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Thank you. <laughs> but that last one, I was like, please don't do that again. That, that peeling, when you peeled the, the strip oh, off, so I was like, oh, my satisfying. God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely want to get your tips on TikTok, actually. But I wanted to kind of take things back because I love to know where your kind of beauty influences came from. So, like, growing up, was there someone in your family that influenced you or was it the media like how did you click like oh there's this there's this thing called beauty that I get to play with um you know what that's a I don't know how much time we have but that's Plenty. kind of a long story for me like <laughs> go ahead go ahead so I think like makeup in general like I first fell in love with it as a child because my mom growing up she was always like the most beautiful person I've ever seen mm. and she had the same kind of philosophy with makeup work that was the one thing that made her feel good that day was doing her hair she had long I mean still has like long thick wavy hair so she would you know like flat iron her hair blow it out and put on the red lipstick because that was her thing in the 90s and I just watched her put her makeup on and I always loved it but she never let me wear it until like high school okay <laughs> so even though she was your so inspiration. I was, I was, like, some lip gloss. Like, I would sneak eyeliner and, like, be yelling at me, like, you can't wear that until you're in high school. So I never really, like, fully wore makeup until maybe college because I wanted to get into it, but I had no idea how to do complexion because there was no YouTube. There was no Instagram, like, when I was, like, I'm 30 now. So back then there wasn't. There wasn't really like a beauty person out there with mm. deeper skin tones. Mm. And then I would try to buy things at the drugstore that like kind of looked like my skin tone and I'd put it on my face and it's pink. So <laughs> it wasn't until like college that I like my roommate in college, like she had all the spare minerals and bronzers and I'm like, please help me out. I have no <laughs> idea. Like I want to put that on my face. But, like. I have no idea. <laughs> and she thought it was so annoying because she's like, why is she talking to me so much? Like, it was Aww. like first week of school and I'm like in her vanity, like, help me out. <laughs> like, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy thinking about it now. So it was over 10 years ago. And like, we both went to like a liberal private school. And like, when we both graduated, she went to cosmetology school. And, like, that wasn't her major at all. Like, it was, like, I think she was, like, in a health major or something. Wow. And, like, after college, we both got into beauty, which is, like, so wild. So, <laughs> I guess it was a good thing for both of us. Mm. Um, and then I ended up getting an art degree in, cool. in college. Like, I was, like, I've always been creative, but never was influenced by my parents to do that because... Mm-hmm. And like in Filipino culture, you're—I feel like you're only like socially worthy if you're a doctor. Or I knew a nurse. you were gonna say doctor. <laughs> it's the go-to. So that was like, so that was like, 
something I had to really fight hard to go against because I was a people pleaser and I also knew my family sacrificed a lot. They were both immigrants that came here. So I, I struggled with that a lot to go with my heart and like in my creative, you know, mm. aspirations, but I didn't know what direction I wanted to go in. So in my college, there was painting and I was like, oh, I love colors and like, I painted for like almost a decade. I went to grad school. I like was in all these shows and worked in galleries. Like I really went a certain direction with painting. And I was even like an art professor at one point. Like I thought I was going to be like an artist, artist. Um, But then I realized I didn't like the art world that I was in. Mm. Like I was in New York City and I realized like how, um, how narrow it was like they only picked like a certain amount and I mean to me I just felt like it was a really sexist environment to be mm-hmm. in and I was like you know what I don't I don't really like this mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I I really want to be in an industry where I'm like respected by my colleagues mm-hmm. so I started the beauty Instagram and I was just doing it for fun like oh I like makeup I love colors and then I think like six months in, Milk Makeup reached out and they did a photo shoot with me. Like they called me into their studio and everything. And then like all these brands like started sending me stuff and it just became what it is now. So what was... (laughs) That was three years ago. So yeah. Did you have like, was it like you had a last day at your art job or how did you quit? Um, (laughs) I, I, I taught for one semester to our history classes and like what I learned to that was I love sharing with a younger audience like I felt like Mm. you know people do not learn about creative careers Mm. or like art history and I loved that part of art school because you just learn so much about like how creative anything changes the culture so Mm. I felt like a lot of those kids left with that knowledge but they didn't grow up with that so it's kind of like mm. a nice challenge but I just didn't like the college atmosphere I was like I know I want to be a role model I know I want to be a creative but just not here okay. and I just didn't know how to do that so I like worked in retail I started my Instagram account I'm like what am I doing with my life like I'm like backtracking and then two years later it turned into this like I'm getting paid by brands to promote products like you know like my tiktok kind of exploded a little bit I'm just mm-hmm. like I would have never <laughs> imagined my life to be this you know like I, I couldn't imagine like the internet giving me like so much opportunity which is cool so, well, you're, you're still an artist and you got that younger audience yeah. like it's it was meant for you but, um, it's crazy because like my painter friends, like they thought it was weird at first. So <laughs> into beauty and stuff, they didn't know art. that part about. It. It's odd. When like it was like only until like recently they they would message me like I never knew you would do this, and I think it's really cool. But I think when I first started doing it, it was like, what is she doing mm-hmm. exactly? Because they're so anti Instagram, mm, yeah. like they're so anti like taking selfies and putting yourself out there, but. It took some of them like two years to be like, you know what? Like, I see what you're doing. So, I love it. It's like I I don't even remember how I found you. I really don't. But I was struck by your TikTok because 
I was like, she's so good at it, but it's, I feel like you're different to a lot of other beauty people on TikTok. It's a bit more measured and I can get more information from you. Um, it's not just the, the look, you know, snap, snap, snap. Here's a look. You. Oh yeah. There is a lot of like the. It's yeah. And there's nothing look. wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, how did you adjust to TikTok? Because, you know, in my working day, I have clients that are like, we don't want to go on TikTok because I do social media on the side. We don't want yeah. to go on TikTok. There's just like this fear. Um, yeah. What do you like about it? Do you think it gives you more freedom? Because I feel like a lot of work goes into these videos. They do. <laughs> I mean, it could be 15 seconds, but there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I started my account last summer. And when I first downloaded it and I saw what, you know, the algorithm just feeds you things mm-hmm. at first, like without knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was like popular teenagers and thirst traps and dancing. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to see these kids. Like, no way. <laughs> so I deleted the app. I was oh. like, no, I'm on Instagram and YouTube. Like, that's enough. And then I caught some videos on YouTube. Um, like social media guys that were mm-hmm. like you know like this like there are people that have had platforms for years and have grown faster on tiktok in like a week than they did in like mm-hmm. 10 years so mm-hmm. i was like okay <laughs> let me give this another try like i can't give up yet and like i follow gary d i don't know if you know yeah like, put it guy. out there put it out he there everything out there. <laughs> but he was like he's like if you want to be early do tiktok so I started doing TikTok. I tried like different trends at first. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to incorporate beauty and like TikTok and all of that. Like it took a lot of trial and error for mm-hmm. me to be like, okay, I can still be myself and still give a lot of value. Cause all, I feel like the main thing with TikTok and growing is if you can give value to those young kids at in some capacity, like, they will stay and listen. Like even beauty, I think what really struck a chord with the younger audience is I started a series where I did Glossier dupes because a lot, like I would put Glossier on my face mm-hmm. and I would read the comments and all the kids would be like, I can't afford this. I don't live in a country where it ships. So I feel like really reading the comments and seeing what they really want and you respond directly to them, then they feel like, they're connected to you. Like, I feel like Instagram is so different from TikTok where like Instagram, you have an aesthetic, you have a vibe, like people get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like with TikTok, it's like they want to know who you really are. Okay. Are you really here to help them out? Like, so I felt like the gloss agency was like a way for me to like really like set my growth like on a steady path. And like recently you've seen the mask videos where I'm like extracting oil like people like the gross stuff they do like yeah I do struggle with oil I do struggle with acne like thanks for sharing that like (laughs) it really like strikes the conversation I Mm. think any post that strikes the conversation like ends up blowing up even if it's like hate comments I'm like you know what I'll just keep that there because you're helping the algorithm you know So I feel like that's how I've been able to like incorporate beauty and like my style. Yeah. The TikTok universe. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously I don't know how often you share 
new content, um, whether it's YouTube, Ooh. Instagram, TikTok. But do you feel, do you ever feel pressure? I mean, I'm guessing you get a lot of products sent to you, but do you ever feel pressure to always have the latest products? I did watch a video today and you were... I liked how you were kind of real about makeup by Mario's new palettes. Like that metallic one looks amazing. Um, yeah. But I feel like you try and strike a balance. Like if you, you know, if that's what you want to spend, but have you ever felt the pressure to like have everything and, and, and make sure you do a video on that product? Um, On TikTok, not so much because I think they're really, as long as they're affordable, mm-hmm. they're like cool with it or, I think the only time I feel like I'm left out is if it's like a lot of these big TikTok celebrities have makeup lines now. So I get a lot of pressure, like, buy this thing, uh, like, right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> give me a second. Like, I don't even follow this TikToker. <laughs> On Instagram, I feel that a lot. Cause I really? Feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot a lot of my mutual friends, like, they get are from like necessaire and like they always suggest that to me when i'm like moisturizers what do you think and they're like necessaire and glow recipe like all these like super aesthetic Mm, for like mm. you know like the pretty flat leg girls like i don't really fit in that niche whatsoever Mm. but i follow a lot of them Mm -hmm. so when i see brands like that and and at first it was watching it too but then i got (laughs) added to their pr list and i'm like yeah i'm here (laughs) i made it but there's certain brands that I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not cool for that. It's, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> like, I have to like tell myself, you know, like, you know what? You have stuff like this. It's not going to like make or break your career if you don't have no. the next long recipe spray. So yeah. it's kind of like a self-talk, like, do I want it? Yeah. Do I need it? No. So. I hate that. Cause that's, that's the answer most often. <laughs> When do you ever need that eyeshadow? I just uh, you know. mostly never, but <laughs> <laughs> I have to do the self talk to keep these beautiful photos with the sun shining on it and glowy skin. And I'm like, oh, do I need that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. To like something, mm. it's like for example, when Fenty skin came out, like they sent me the PR, and I was like, I'm cool. I got the PR, and then I was like, wait, this stuff has a lot of fragrance like I was it okay. was making me break out really oh, bad really? the perfume yeah so I like could not share anything about it and then when I shared it to TikTok no one was interested because it's outside their price range so I was like oh. whatever fancy skin next so tell me about your kind of creative process when it comes to creating a look because I watched you create that amazing look you had like the shimmery blue that was kind of like out here and a bit of purple there or you did like the yellow kind of flames like where do you get your ideas from um as of late I'll start like me and my friend Natasha she goes by glow by net on Instagram. Okay. But we have like a similar makeup aesthetic where we want to be like editorial but like approachable makeup. So we started a Pinterest board called Cool Girl Makeup. Like she started okay. it. And it's a lot of like colorful eyes, dewy skin. So I feel like this year with the pandemic and all, like I feel a little uninspired to like mm. do crazy looks. I mm. feel like like 
like this brown tone thing like i could wear this every day mm. like i love brown tones yeah but like to go outside of the box like that like usually the pinterest really is like the place because on instagram like i could feel inspired by a lot of them are like my mutuals and sometimes i yeah. feel intimidated by my own competition so sometimes i don't even like to look so i don't want to feel mm. some type of way about my friends mm. or like oh, they got, like, a thousand likes, like, I, mm. I try to look like that, like, I don't want to be influenced by that, so mm. I try to separate myself by being on, like, my own, like, Pinterest world, so I don't yeah. have to follow there. I just follow my mom and, like, a couple <laughs> other people on there, so that's, that's usually where I get my ideas, but I'm usually, like, looking for, like, something editorial, mm. but mm. still approachable, like, it's a little bit outside the box, still yeah. something that I don't want to achieve. I think you're so right. I feel like Pinterest, you can kind of take the pressure off in a way. Like you can search for specific things and it's not going to come up with a million hashtags or like you say, people that you know that might have done something similar. It kind of takes you off that platform. But um, have you always been conscious of like trying not to fall into like checking the likes every half an hour and stuff or or have you fallen victim to it um, in the past? there are definitely times where I fall into the the pockets of is my content not good enough? Like mm. being more like her or her, you know, like, or I see she's growing a lot. Like I do get in those pockets of thought mm. and then I take myself out of that. Like everyone's on their own journey. The algorithm is unpredictable in so many ways. Like we cannot keep self blaming ourselves mm. for something we can't control Mm -hmm. um but i also have to think like my content is out there for the people not myself like i like yes like i should be happy with my content but it should be serving others so i feel like that's how i think about my content for and i feel like it's like youtube instagram and tiktok are all like different worlds so i feel like i have to like like Instagram is like where I get to be creative with makeup because people really respond to that. And then YouTube's more like the talkity review yeah, place. And yeah. then TikTok is like affordable, relatable stuff. Like I feel like I have to have these like okay. kind of branches of creative fields where I, I mean, it's kind of fun to like feel like beauty can be like all these different spheres. And mm-hmm. I have these different ways of expressing that. So I, I think like, making sure that I am giving value to the people rather than am I doing better than my friend over here? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I can recenter myself. Are you someone, because this is what you do full-time beauty content. Do you have a schedule? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do I have a schedule? Um, no. <laughs> is it complicated? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I tell myself I'm going to post at least once a day on TikTok. Um, because that's usually like a good place to be on TikTok. Like before, people were saying three times a day, and that was exhausting me. And I'm like, oh, I can't wow. do three times. A day. Like that's, I mean, for a teenager, I could speak. They got a lot of time in their hands. <laughs> but when you're when you when you're an adult and you got bills to pay, like you got to think about other things. <laughs> um, Instagram. Um, I try to post like three times a week on the feed. I try to post something on stories every day mm-hmm. to like keep engaged and mm-hmm. like I used to do this um series on my stories where I do 
a complete look with some music in the background. And I just recently started doing it yeah, again. People that. really respond to that. Mm-hmm. It's a very chill like time yep. for me as well. Um, and it's a good way to experiment with what I'm uncomfortable with. So I try to get myself to do that once a week so that we can talk about beauty and mm-hmm. things like that in the in DMs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then YouTube, I'm really trying to have a habit of doing it twice a week. But at this moment, with like, I have a lot of brand collaborations this month and like next month. So if I can get a video up once a week right now, <laughs> I'm good. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm good. So that's kind of how I think of it. But I'm one of those sporadic artists. Like I was like this as a painter too, where if I plan it out too much, the content ends up being not exciting yeah, because yeah. I'm like, all right, like I'm doing this whole thing and like it's going to turn out like mm-hmm. this. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times I take a lot of risk in all those content. So I try to leave room for error. So if there is a surprise at the end or if I do make a mistake and learn from it. Like, yeah. I mean, like other content creators are really good at planning out their monthly calendar and they like, have this daily routine like i'm gonna make youtube tiktok and instagram all in one day i just don't function that way if i want my content to be good like i don't know i'm just Mm. i'm just a very sporadic artist but like i have like weekly goals in mind like yeah three times a week on the feed for instagram once a day on tiktok you know like youtube once or twice a week i have to ask you I'm obsessed with tattoos and you have, you don't always show them. I wondered if you could talk me through your tattoos and what they mean to you. Cause they, they seem to be like a series of stripes and lines repeated really, really beautifully and really neatly. But what do they mean? Um, so I've always had like little tattoos. Like I knew I've always wanted tattoos as a little child when like Lisa Frank had her like, you know, stick on tattoos, like, I would, like, cover my arms with them. Yeah. I just knew I was going to be that girl with tattoos. Yeah. Like, my mom knew it, so it was just inevitable. Um, I've always been, like, interested in the aesthetic of tribal tattoos. There are a few different types, like the Hawaiian tribe tattoos, yeah. and then I'm Filipino, so a lot of the Southeast Asian tribal tattoos. Like, okay. Uh, Filipino culture is, like, very complex in general because we've had a lot of countries come over and take over and change our language, change our alphabet, change our fashion and force us to be Catholic and there's like a small group of Filipinos that live on separate islands that preserve where we came from and the tattoos is part of that whereas like tattoos were seen as a form of power, wisdom, expression like when you learn a new trait or you learn a new skill you would get tattoos Mm -hmm. so I grew up in I I was born and raised in the U.S. so I didn't get this whole like Filipino pride thing Mm. my parents grew up here and they were not treated that well at being Filipino and being different Mm. so I wanted the tattoos as like a way of being proud of where I came from Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I didn't get it in like the traditional way Okay. My friend, she's been a tattoo artist for like 20 years. And she's like, I don't do the chisel thing, obviously. So we're going to do a more modern take on the tattoo style. So that's how the lines came out. So I allowed her to just freehand on my arm and it turned into these beautiful stripes. And I feel connected, but I also feel like it is 
kind of like a new version. Yeah, um, like unique to you. I haven't seen anyone else like that. It's like I love tattoos and um, particularly Maori tattoos because every time something happens to them, it goes on their body. And I just think it's amazing. And tattoos have been through in the UK. They're often associated with people that have been to prison, unreliable. Yeah. It's like, but I've got seven they're all quite small, but I've always had this plan to have so many more because I just think to me they they are beautiful. They are and they mm-hmm. are part of expression. Um and I love yours. Thank um, you. I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? You mentioned body dysmorphia and you mm-hmm. mentioned about will TikTok. What did you say? Was it like, will TikTok let me show I can't remember exactly what it was? Um oh the backstory to that. So there's like a TikToker who's like in high school that I mean she has a pretty like acceptable body type in like pop culture, but she has a little bit of like belly fat on right. like her lower abs, and like I've struggled with that my whole life. Like that's been something that has always bothered me because mm. like my younger brother, all my cousins were like had really fast metabolisms, and they never really had that. It was, like, just me that went through the awkward fat mm, thing mm, or whatever. Mm. Like, I, I don't like to throw these terms out so loosely because I know no. that's a subject for people. Mm. So, anyways, with this TikTok, and I feel like this year with, like, gaining 20 pounds and, like, my body changing and, you know, being in my 30s now, like, I just have to accept my body is going to go through changes. So this year, I feel like the weight gain kind of made me more proud of my body. I'm like, wow, I have these curves I didn't know I could have. Mm. Like, I I feel really good to look this way. And, like, mm. I posted this video that was in the same line as, like, all these little girls following this trend. And TikTok banned, and they banned the video and said it was offensive. And I'm wow. just like, are you kidding me? And, like, how is that offensive? Like, to I'm who? wearing... I, I don't know like there like there are people that are like in charge of like what goes up on TikTok and what doesn't but like I've seen girls twerking upside down like That's that are okay. under eight like you know what I mean like I've seen girls like with way less clothing than me mm, that like mm. if they were my daughter I would be like your phone's burned like <laughs> but I mean like whatever express yourself in any way you want like I'm not like a prude or like mm. anti being sexual but I just was so mad that I'm like, my body is does look different than a lot of bodies on the internet. And I want to express that. So I kept posting and posting like I'm like, TikTok, uh... let me. <laughs> and it took the third time posting for it to like, finally get approved. So that was like, that was like my little jab is like, you know what? And like a lot of the comments were like, I've never seen a body that looks like mine on the internet. Thank you. And I'm just like, Thank you, TikTok, for like allowing me to be me. So yeah, it was it was messy, but like that's just some negative things about the internet that exists. <laughs> I think you, it's going to become more important that people share reality because a while back I did a mini episode about using filters. I I love filters. I get them, but. I'm starting to see people use them to actually like makeup artists that I love. So obviously you want to see the makeup, the process, but I'm seeing makeup artists that I love put a filter on before they've even started applying um, the foundation and the concealer. And I'm like, why? 
And it's not one that's like really it's, silly and pretty, you know, with butterflies. It'll be one that's just like smoothed everything out. And I'm just like, how am I meant to relate to you? Like, and also, why do you feel like you have to do that? I feel bad for them. But also I'm like, where are we? We can only keep going. So I feel like we need to have this right. counterbalance of like people like you, like this is the reality. Yeah, it's- I mean, I feel the same way. Like, those filters are really cute. I know it, like, takes a lot of time to make them, but I've only used them in private because I know that it's a false reality to, like, airbrush my entire face. Or, like, on TikTok, there's a beauty mode where it just filters your face. Like, you can do that before you go live, or you can do it before you post. And teenagers are very impressionable, so they'll don't think you were born like that. And I just think it's very damaging to like pretend you have these perfectly put freckles on your face and mm. like green eyes when you don't have them. Like I, I just don't like, I think it's cool to like see what it looks like. But I think if you have a platform and you have an audience, I feel like you have to do them service by really showing who you are. And like, mm. even if some of them were like, you know, like, I don't know, face tuned or whatever to some extent. But like, I love the posts that are like Instagram versus reality because you don't want to cause (laughs) more body dysmorphia or more more like, Mm. I wish I looked like Madison Deer or Megan Fox. (laughs) Like, we need to, like, we have to, like, diversify what is beautiful. Mm. Mm. So, it's the final question. And I wanted to ask you when do you feel the most you like really just you yeah that's a hard one um I feel like I feel the most me when I'm doing things that I love and spending time with people that I care about because that is when I can like I know the internet's a big part of like what I do and I'm on it all the time but when I'm spending time with people I really care about or really focus on things I like to do I literally forget I have a phone so that that makes me feel the best and like that time away even if it's for like a few hours like that makes me feel really good and also like I feel like I feel the best when I'm like playing with makeup like I I like me without makeup but I feel like when I put bronzer on or when I my eyelashes are done I just feel like this instant like I could do anything today like (laughs) I could do this and I feel like makeup just has that power for anyone and like that's I feel like that's those are the two things that amazing so thank you so much for joining me today Sarah it's been so much fun um yes it was can you tell everybody where to find you I think there's a few places but tell people where they can find you (laughs) Okay, so you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. I go by my full name, Sarah underscore Novio. So it's all the same all throughout. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Take a minute to like, subscribe, perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast, or you can follow my personal account, which is at Sharice.Kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests, and I'll see you next week.